guest of Pressure Points with your two favorite hosts. I'm D Penn, and this is AJ Teller, and we're coming at you with Season 4, Episode 33, Hitler's Magic Man. Find us on Instagram and Twitter, at Points O Pressure. It's a good World War II one by AJ again this week, so get ready. All right, yeah, I'm back on it. I'm back on World War II. It's oh, fantastic. Man. Back on his fucking bullshit. Oh, yeah. As usual. As it's, always. It's, uh, for those of you in the U.S., uh, it's the one day out of the year that corporations celebrate you as a person, so it's Labor Day. Yeah. Uh, no, they don't any, give a shit about if you're you. Anyone, if you're anywhere else in the world, uh, enjoy your regular Monday and the rest of the year when they celebrate you as an employee, I yeah. guess. And for the people who have to work on Labor Day, you should unionize. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's some bullshit. Yeah, you should just call in. Fuck them. Yeah. Well, I, I am glad that our tattoo artist is working today. <laughs> yes, this is true. We're, we're, we're yeah. both getting tattoos today. Uh, I am I'm officially taking the plunge, and I'm getting a tattoo on my arm solid because i've got the ones on my legs and i've been too much of a pussy to do anything on my arms just because my parents are super strict about that shit and it's just ingrained in my mind so d's going i'm getting an arm job baby you got it I, i'm uh, yeah i'm getting a, i'm adding another installation piece to my Leg of skulls, as I call it. I just keep getting flash skulls of different kinds. Hell yeah. It's going to be right right front and center, I think. Big old skull. Fantastic. But yeah, dude, uh, I'm getting a space slug. Hell yeah. I saw that one. That one's good. Nobody commented on it, so I was like, yeah, fuck it. Like, space slug, free as fuck, sign me up. I mean, it's not free. Well, low price as fuck. I don't know what I said. It is. Low price price as fuck. It kind of has uh, kickstarted what I want to do for, like, my sleeve. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's sleeve, fantastic. Sleeve and, like, a, I want to do a half sleeve. Do it. And, like, a weird half sleeve where I go a quarter up my forearm and a quarter down my my okay. upper arm. Yeah. Yeah. I've so, already I've decided excited. one arm. I'm excited. I'm going to do um, new or uh, traditional or neo-traditional designs as, like, a sticker sleeve. Probably about half, maybe a little more like baseball sleeve length. Traditional. Uh, Neo-traditional. The, the traditional anime uh, rule 34 hentai. Yes, traditional, yes, very much say. so. And then the other arm, I don't know what it's going to be. I, I hope it's something, I can't pronounce his name, but my favorite artist of all time, Zygislaw Biskinski. That's definitely correct. Hey, it's it not, works. But I'd love, if I could find somebody willing to recreate his art, Dude, as a full sleeve or a that half shit sleeve, is so cool. It's gonna be expensive. Be sick, uh, and then there, are, there are, we we need to plan a trip for the UK because there are, there are a couple tattoo artists I follow that I really want to get some work done. It's down. And Alberta, Canada. There's a tattoo artist out there who does the most amazing mushroom pieces and full full back pieces Jesus. that are just the most beautiful I, shit I've ever seen. I fucked up not getting a tattoo when I was in Europe. Like I didn't have you really I did. I didn't have nearly enough money when I was out there, but I really fucked up not getting one. Not planning for that. So looks like uh, adding that one to the list. Yeah, I like once I, I have money for it. a trip and a tattoo, I'm going to contact the Alberta um, tattoo artist. Her name's it's Hyphea. 
on Instagram, okay. H-Y-P-H-E-A. And I'm just going to – I don't even care what it is. Yeah. Just something. Dope. I don't care if I'm there for a week and I have to get tattooed every day and, it's co- and it costs me $5,000. Like, Fuck I'm yeah. going to do it. And it's going to be a beautiful back piece. Fantastic. Like, from top of the thighs – to the top of the neck. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that that's what she that's does. Dope. She does some amazing... Oh. Get, those, get those little AJ butt cheeks out. Oh, yeah. Ding, oh, ding, yeah. ding. Won't be able to sit down for weeks. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of trips... Oh, um, yeah. I already forgot. AJ and I... Uh, AJ took me to the sh- abandoned sugar mill. Yeah, it was an abandoned sugar mill in, in yeah. Idaho. Yeah, so it was... Before he and his wife almost got murdered a few weeks ago, yeah, uh, we went to the little sugar mill. Took took AJ's wife, my girlfriend, and uh, I don't know how she does it, but one, my girlfriend encounters the weirdest fucking people, and mm-hmm. two, she'll find just weird shit. Oh yeah, that so was great. She tracked down a fucking like axe, like a fucking a full cutting axe. axe. And so, yeah, we wandered around this abandoned building. Oh, yeah. With, it was in the abandoned building. With a big old axe. Um, Climbed up three stories. Yeah, super dude. shaky. Yeah. Uh, they had – so they had a smokestack that – I don't even know how tall that thing super is. Super fucking tall. But I got super behind everybody else's little tour of the building because I just hung out there and fucking whistled. Like, I was just <laughs> yeah. chilling, man. I love – I – I'm a slut for really good acoustic atmospheres. And that was one of them. It was re- like, I don't, what? Would you say it's like 200 feet tall? I would say it is. I have no idea. It's up there. It is super tall, though. Like, it's really tall. But yeah, I just uh, whistled, smacked some shit around, threw some paint cans up at the walls just to hear the echo that went on for what felt like miles. It was so cool. And it, it sounds just as cool on the outside. Yeah. Because you can actually oh, hear really? it from the outside in a different way. It's really cool. We gotta we gotta start a barbershop quartet and go. <laughs> Hell yeah, uh, yeah. And then honestly, dude, the so I love graffiti. I don't give a fuck where it is. It oh, could yeah. be on me, like, and I would think it was great. And I don't care what it says. I just love when it's like layers and layers of graffiti and shit, um, which is terrible. And I get why people hate vandalism i understand but i love it no cops hate vandalism yeah yeah right a cab um fuck the blue so peg the police it's covered like there was a, a sexy squidward there was a sad squidward directly across from it M- some mushroom ladies there were some beautiful like huge uh, pieces huge pieces of like uh there was a japanese oni that someone had did someone had did uh someone did and it was it's cool as hell. So if you live in the Midwest area and you know about some abandoned places covered in graffiti, please. Oh, please. It's so hard to get yeah. good information about like urban exploration and stuff because it's so closely held. So it doesn't get vandalized, but yeah. like that's part of the art. It's so cool. And then uh we went on up to uh Napoleon Dynamite Town. Yeah. Preston, Idaho. There's nothing there, especially not kegs. If you've never been, you're not missing anything. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's, it is, it's like, what, six square blocks of regular small town, and then it's just miles of country-ass country. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. <laughs> cornfields. So because we live in Utah, there are trash laws about um, kegs and keg taps. So AJ and I went up there looking for what they're just little mini kegs. It's like two gallons of beer. And I think that so they have Heineken ones. I've had them before. And I really want a Newcastle Brown Ale one because I'm a posh bitch and I don't care. And I wanted to get one. I really fucking wanted one. We and I got at like AJ six stores. so hyped on it. And I was like, okay, last time I was up here, I know we got it at like a gas station. So we're looking around forever. We go to a, a liquor store. I didn't, I left my fucking wallet in my car stupidly back in Utah, fucking an hour and a half away. And uh, I got kicked out of the liquor store. <laughs> After I had chosen a few things to get, um, they didn't have them. We went to a gas station. They didn't have them. We grocery store. A grocery store. They didn't have them. We went to another gas station that I knew we had gotten it from before. They didn't have them. AJ's frantically searching on his phone trying to find kegs. And I was like, dude, those big ones are all just rentals. And I don't want to come back to this shithole town. <laughs> and I don't want to keep traveling around here. So... We're making a, a special trip elsewhere in the future. Mm-hmm. It was so fucking disappointing. It was sad. But we ran into some weird-ass people, and it was great. <laughs> oh, like the dude with the really white legs? Yeah, so we're sitting there, and my girlfriend and I turn, and we see this couple, and the girl looks like she's about to cry. The dude's sitting there oh, yeah. looking at his phone, and he looks like he's about to break up with it. I was like, oh, dude, I'm in for this. We're in AJ's car. The back windows are, f- like, shaded they're, they're dark we're, we're, we're we are also smoking weed yeah we're just point. chilling like aj's yeah. looking up kegs we're just hanging out and then she starts laughing and we were like oh it's not a breakup this sucks. dang it the dude gets out of the car and he has these weird fucking pants on they were like like those sweatpants shorts but they were made out of denim they were like jinko shorts almost yeah i don't know what the fuck is in idaho's water but it's not good for you um, and my girlfriend goes, yo, T, look at his legs. And he was behind the car when she says that. And I was like, what? She's like, I don't really know how to phrase it, but they are uncomfortably whiter than his, <laughs> like the rest of him. And I was like, what? And I look back and I, I can't, I can't even explain it, dude. Like he, if you didn't see his legs, two, two his tongue. arms and neck looked almost like an indigenous person farmer tan or like a, a hispanic pink. person it's a like idaho town like it was not nuts. pink it wasn't pink like a tan Dude, gets white. at that point his legs were i'm talking like, about everything else his legs were like as white then, as my butt cheeks yeah it, it was like <laughs> it was if you were painting pale. white and your only light was the moon <laughs> like yeah, really it was though. so white yeah and then uh we went inside oh what about that old I'm, lady Oh God! So there was we, a lady doing a, in, a yeah. thirty oh, point adjustment, God. trying to get into the we, spot. We park, and I was like, "Yo, she's gonna <laughs> still be trying to park when we come out." Uh, almost, she was entering the store. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're walking out, and this dude has a shirt that is set. It's got a big old pot leaf on it. <laughs> oh yeah. And I'm already stoned, and I pass him. I was like, "Hey, bro, I like your shirt," and he like looks at me, and then down at his shirt. And then up, and he's like, like waves, and then I didn't hear him say. Yeah, that so was so you. we were behind them, and um, we're, we're walking past, and he says, "I forgot I was wearing this <laughs> shirt," and his wife was like, "Oh, idiot!" 
Um, Fantastic. Yes, yeah, so it, it was a good little time. Uh, just popping little off roading, didn't pop a tire, maybe fuck up my suspension. Yeah, and then AJ was like, "Yo, I know of a shortcut so <laughs> that we avoid getting murdered going to these ice caves." And my girlfriend and I were down for it. We're like, "Yeah, let's do this." He's like, "It's a little bit of a dirt road, but we're cool." Yeah, I, now, I hold on. Let me let me describe my thought process on choosing this route. Yeah, I traced it every inch of it from with uh, Google Maps, with the satellite images. Just to make sure. What I didn't count on is Idaho having a monsoon yeah. like three weeks ago or northern, something. Northern Utah and Idaho got hit with like major monsoons and just like fucking destroyed that road. It took it took all of the top soil, all of the fucking like gravel on top of the road and it said, put that shit in the river. And let's make the rest yeah. of these How, these hills forty five degrees. Let's burn let's burn this road down to the the rocks that are holding it together. And it was hell, dude. It was bumpy. Yeah, uh, we got to like a couple of those uh, cattle guards, and I had they to hop were washed out. out. I had to hop out because it would dip down before, and I'm not even kidding, like by a foot. Yeah. And then it's directly back up, and I was like, okay, AJ, go this way, straight this way, this way, this way. Who would have thought that he wouldn't need to go straight? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but it was a mess. We didn't even get to the ice cave. No, no. It, it got so fucking bad. It got so bad. bad. Um, so we ended up turning around and just riding down. It was a lot nicer right on the way down. Oh, dude, it went by so much so faster. So much faster. Yeah. But it was still fun. It was, it was still a fun. Cool little we saw a beaver trip. dam, like an yeah, actual beaver dam and house. Them, dude. Oh, a uh, lot of strangers that were probably going to murder somebody. AJ's wife thought she saw a bear. Turns out it was actually just a cow. So that was No, cool. no, it was a burnt stump. No, there were there were a few. There were that. a few times that uh, she thought she saw a bear. She's like, is that a bear up in that tree? And I'm like, what? no, it's it's a nest. Why are you smoking so much? <laughs> it's, it's cool. You're good. But yeah, it was, a, it was a good time. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. It was chill. It was it was exactly what I needed. Oh my god! It was it was nice getting out of the fucking state. Uh, it was getting nice just out getting going. out into nature and just yeah. And it's so beautiful up there. Oh yeah, like the beautiful area that we show. were in, as shitty as the road was, it's just these like dense southern Idaho forests, and yeah. it's so gorgeous. Pines everywhere. It little cricks. Yeah, little cricks and washes. The little babble of the creek. <laughs> it was good. No, no, it was fun. And we got snacks. Oh, we ate so many fucking snacks. Oh, yeah. But yeah, good time, good people. Solid trip. Good views, worth it. Yeah. So now let's talk about something completely different. What do you have on the uh, agenda for me today? So, what what was the title of this episode? (laughs) Hitler's Magic Man. Part one. Part one. I don't know if that'll actually get picked up, but I said, I whispered part one. Oh, I said it out loud. I know. I, I heard you. Part un. So, we're going to talk about a dude. And this is going to be World War II related. I know we never talk about World War II stuff I, on this show. I really think that we should find someone named Hitler that isn't Adolf Hitler. Like, just totally different person. We just talk about him, throw everyone for a loop. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea. Everybody's like, oh my god, another AJ Hitler episode. (laughs) Joke's on you. This takes place in 2007. I was going to say like 1816. No, no, no. Somebody post Adolf. That would be a good one. Can you imagine how terrible their life would be? 
Yeah. It's fucking awful. It'd be amazing to talk about but, it. But then it's just going to be a story about a neo-Nazi. That's okay. Because uh, the only parents who would name their kid that are uh, neo-Nazis. Or his parents are neo-Nazis and he's escaping the the neo-Nazi I like cult. that where you're making this up as we go along. I know. I'm conceptualizing. You know, this is this is our indie movie. Uh, this is copyrighted. Nobody yeah, else can do yeah. this. Uh, I've already trademarked it by the time this is released. Yeah. You better in not touch this. Four hours. <laughs> better not fucking touch this. Okay. So there was this dude named Herman Keim Steinschneider. <laughs> Very Jewish name. Hey, there you go. So Hermann Steinschneider, he was born in a jail cell in Vienna. Oh God! In June June second, eighteen eighty nine, his his father managed like uh, a mosque, mosque. I don't know. I don't know who this mosque. Man is. You're telling me. I'm pretty sure it's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that doesn't sound right. Is it a Jewish man? You yeah. Said? Yeah, it's a mosque, right? Uh, no, it synagogue. is. It's Duh. a synagogue, yeah. I'm an idiot. Sorry. I, I was like, that's not right. What the God, fuck dude, is happening? You're 2% Jewish. How do you not know this? What the <sighs> fuck is wrong with you? Uh, don't dox me, bro. Oy vey. <laughs> <sighs> Goyim. <laughs> All right. So he, yeah, his mother was a singer. His father managed a synagogue. Not not really as a rabbi, but like sometimes. Okay. Um, but they traveled Europe as carnies essentially oh boy so like they they would go to with circuses or theaters they would sing and put on shows and do tricks that's cute things like that so after he was born they took him with him with him on the road and uh yeah carnies and he he was a more moravian jew unless that auto corrected did business get better when he was an infant with two carny performers? Yes. Or would you say that it would have tapered off a little bit? It got I mean, better? Their show? Oh, yeah. Because now they have a kid they could pull out of the yeah, hat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and They can they, turn the rabbit into a human the, child. The, the tickets are 2% off, just like his penis skin. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so it's they cheaper. Can, they can do a carny circumcision. People will pay top dollar to see that. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, they... Uh, he left home when he was pretty dang young. No one's sure exactly when. We're going to put my son into a hat, and I'll take him out, and his foreskin will be gone. <laughs> yeah! I'll make his foreskin disappear. This is amazing. <laughs> Bada bing. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, Jewish circus tricks. That's great. Oh, Jewish circumcision tricks. I love it. Circusism. He's going to dive into oh. a small barrel of water from 100 feet up. And when he pops out of the water, his foreskin will be gone. <laughs> 10 out of 10. I would go to that. I show. would go to that show. As long as it didn't start off with the dad putting his mouth around the baby's penis. Can Sign me up. I, I don't know if everybody will get that reference. Uh, that's okay. That's fine. We'll just move on. So, uh, you know, like you do when you have carnies for parents, you leave home early. But unfortunately, he left home early to travel with circuses and theaters, just uh, not with his parents. God. He he goes, Mom, Dad, I think I'm, I think I'm growing out of this with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he... I uh, actually started working as a songwriter on the side, as well as doing all these, like, magician's tricks and stuff. He he was a songwriter. He worked in tabloid journalism in early 1900s Europe. Okay, he so... He would actually extort upper-class, like, rich folk. When He would, like, 
paparazzi them, where he'd be waiting with a camera, take a picture of them doing something embarrassing, and then say, hey, I'm going to publish this in this tabloid unless you pay me. Oh, so he went from a carny to a paparazzi asshole. Yeah. Okay. But I was, like, no, no, I was he, like, how the fuck he's not an asshole to this point? Because it's rich people. Okay, yeah, that's So fair. fuck them. Um, but as soon as we start running into paparazzi, they're assholes. Well, no, that's because we're never going to run into paparazzi. You never know, man. I'm... I know. <laughs> I know your business, your, uh, what's that called? Fetishes. Your business fetish, yeah, definitely. Yes, my business fetishes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, during, so World War One happens, he's getting older, like, he was born in 89, 1889, so he's in his early 20s during World War One. Okay. He is. Did he serve? Yep, he served in the Austro-Hungarian Army. He was actually born two months before Adolf Hitler. That's just a fun fact. I, I forgot about that. Oh, that's why... So that's why we have this labeled as a Hitler episode. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he born, was born around the, the same, same year, two yeah. months before. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. That's um, all That's all. There the you Hitler go. Now we're connected. Today. Yeah. Because this up. is a World War One story. Yeah, we're caught up on uh, Hitler. So he would... Day. Yeah. He would... You know, he basically would just entertain people during World War One. He would do like, watch me take off my finger. <laughs> no, no. What he does is he is goes. Is this your card? He no. Doesn't, Check underneath your foreskin. He doesn't tell anybody else that he's Jewish, right? He goes. He seems like a, oh. like a, a normal, non-practicing Christian. And he has just a little piece of like like adhesive tape that's covered with a, a, like, what is it? The skin colored latex shit. Puts it on his penis. He's like. All right, I got a trick. <laughs> I got a trick for you guys. Because of what because of how he was circumcised, uh gets everybody together. They're all in a circle around him. He goes, "Okay, normal dick, right?" Pulls his pants down. They're like, "Not normal cuz we're all circumcised." And he goes, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." He says, "I'm going to make my foreskin disappear." They're like, "No, you're not, and I'm not even going to bleed. The scars will heal immediately." So he Fucking puts a little, he puts a little white sheet in front of his penis. <laughs> he definitely has he, a... he gets the hips wiggling and then he lifts it up, foreskin gone. Gone. And he turns to someone he's, and someone's like, where the fuck did it go? And he says, check behind your ear. <laughs> 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 what the fuck? The end. That's the end. how he got through World War That's how he got one. through World War One. Uh, he pulled a nice old Jewish trick on them. <laughs> so, Gold was flying. It was a wild time. So he he actually started to, from his work, his entertainment work during the war, he started getting some much more higher class elite clients. At this point, he realized, Ooh. I can pretend to be psychic and these rich people will pay me a lot of money. So he changed his name to Eric Jan or Yan Hannison. So Eric I'll refer to him John as Hannison, Hannison from here on out. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to call him John. He claimed that he was a Danish orphan. Okay. And he, and an aristocrat. Wow. So he broke away from his heritage. But he was raised, adopted and raised by Bohemian Jews. So that that's why he knows a lot about Judaism. Okay. This is uh, You know, so. They, uh, yeah, he basically, his go-to was, yeah, I'm Danish. He that, didn't speak a word of Danish. Bohemian Jews sounds like everything the Nazis would hate. 
That's why he was Danish, not uh, Jewish. Totally fair. I don't blame him. Um, so at, at this point, he started to perform for people who would go on to become Nazis or were in the earlier Nazi party. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this Danish guy. This totally Danish guy. Air Austrian quotes. Danish aristocrat. Yeah, yeah. Totally Danish, I yeah. promise. He started to specialize in, uh, you know, just fantastic things like mind reading, hypnotism, and fortune telling. Ah, okay. He also, at this time period, got really good at the one trick that I'm not good at, and that's the make my penis disappear into your wife. Oh, no. He slept with a couple oh, people's wives. No. He fathered a child who I don't think he ever claimed. But but well after the war, he that kid that uh, that bastard child started to perform similar stage tricks and called him himself Hannison the <laughs> Second, which is badass considering he didn't really know his father. Oh shit, that's amazing. That's impressive. It is. So he he fathered a kid there and. Okay, so he, is he sleeping with a bunch of like upper Nazis' wives? It's implied, yes. Fuck yeah. I and not not just Nazis, Weimar Republic, like just aristocrats in general. I dig it. But yeah, he's, he's what a sleeping dude. around. Because um, this his, is, his you know, di- in the 20s. Just, honestly, he's just practicing his disappearing act. Yeah, it's like, fine. It's practice. Yeah. It's it's for business. He's doing sleight of dick. <laughs> sleight of dick. <laughs> <laughs> and if you sign up to our email list, I'll give you a seven days, seven part... <laughs> <laughs> email course on, on the class on, of Slight of Dick. On the intricacies of Slight of Dick by DNAJ. <laughs> Find it on Patreon now. Oh my god. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so, you know, generally he was doing he would do like stage tricks. He got really good at, you know, cold reading. The, there's a, a method where you can basically see or feel micro subconscious movements that somebody has to like, oh, uh, hide this somewhere in the crowd and then I'll hold you blindfolded and I'll bring you to the place where it's at. And they can feel these micro muscle movements. Oh, kind of like like they're gesturing towards Kind where... of, yeah. Okay. I and see. so, it, it, I mean, it's not easy. The tricks that he's here doing... He are doing, fuck's sake. Ah, you're good. The tricks that he's doing are are not easy to do. Like, it, he he has a lot of, like, insight into psych, people's psychology and he's stuff. He's a good magician. He's a really good magician. It's because every aspect of his life is dedicated to magic. The trick. The Jewish trick. That's the fucking, that's the play. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. This is also what Now You See Me, the movie, the fantastic <laughs> oh, movie, no. is based on. Uh, I think you mean the world's best fucking movie. Okay, not, I'm willing to say it is the world's just... best magic movie. Because I... all magic movies are shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're so bad. Except for, uh... oh, fuck. What is it? Is it The Prestige? Is that one? With uh, David Bowie and Hugh Jackman? Fuck yeah. David Bowie. <laughs> God. Wasn't it David Bowie? No. Who was it? What the fuck? I'm pretty sure it was David Bowie and Hugh Jackman. No, it's... Hold uh, on. I'm closing it's my Edward notes. Edward Norton. I, I know Jackman. he's in it, too. David Bowie is in that? Hold on. How fucking long has it been since I've seen that movie? Too I closed long. my notes to Google this. How long has it been since I've seen the second best magic movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, third. Sorry. 
Now you see me too. Yeah, best. David Bowie's in it. What? I told you. What the fuck? You bastard. I need to watch it again. Yeah, you do. In remember. Scarlett Johansson's in it? Jesus Christ. We need to watch this. Yeah. After. Yeah. David after. David Bowie plays Nikola Tesla. Oh, okay. Yeah, I... You bastard. I haven't seen that movie in, what, fucking 15 years, I think? <laughs> Since it came out? Uh, Because I've been so obsessed. Anytime I'm feeling like watching a magic movie, it's always Now You now See you Me see Too. Now You See Me Too. And then now you hey, see me. Mark Ruffalo is in that. Is he? Is that him? <laughs> uh, no, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Anything with Woody Harrelson in it is great because you know after with, hours uh, he's just smoking a doobie with Matthew McConaughey's <laughs> best friend. Anything with Woody Harrelson and Jesse Eisenberg slash. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Slash Mark Zuckerberg. Same person, by no, the way. No, no. He's. Oh, what's the other actor from Kick Ass? He, he, Je- Michael Sarah. No, Michael Sarah was not in Kick Ass. I don't know, but he is dumb he shit. Is Michael Sarah though? No, no, They're like the same. Jesse person. Eisenberg and now oh, I have to look this up. Jesus Christ! Hold on, uh, oh, I just typed f- in cuck ass. Oh, how far we're straying from God's light, or just from this episode? That's what I mean. God's light is this episode. Aaron Taylor? I don't know. He's grown up a lot, so it doesn't look. Let me see. Let me see. I'm getting there. Aaron Taylor. Aaron Taylor Johnson? No, he looks so adult now. So you can't tell. No, no, I'll I'll recognize him from Kick-Ass. In Kick-Ass. No, you didn't. I just have to see his fucking face. Yeah. He looks just like Jesse... Whatever, I already forgot his name. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, he looks like him. I guess. Then so. he grew up, and now he doesn't look like him. But can I just tell you that Nicolas Cage is actually a pretty good actor if you get away from National Treasure. If you get away from all of his movies. A lot of his early movies, yeah. If, but he's done some serious from, roles, and he did fantastic. If you get away from all of Nick Cage's entire <laughs> like history of being in movies, he's a phenomenal actor. Hey, he, he did great him. in Kick-Ass. He did such a great job in Friends. This is like, the end of the podcast. Because he looks like Ross. Their their faces are exactly the same. I don't. I never saw it. So me. okay. Sorry. Back to notes. Back sorry to for you, that fucking. Back to now you see me. <laughs> the, now you see me too. Cast. <laughs> we need to start a new podcast oh, right now. Let's rebrand. Oh goodness. Okay. So he's he's getting better at his stuff. He's getting oh, yeah. better at sleeping with aristocrats. He's getting sneakier. Well, the important thing is he's getting in. With not only the Weimar Republic, but also this little uh, extremist right-wing group called the Nazi Socialist Party. Called MAGAs. Uh, Essentially the same. Wrong time period. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, just like 100 years too too late. Damn. It's the exact same thing, though. Yeah, really. So, every once in a while, he actually remarked that, yeah, I do stage tricks, obviously. But sometimes... That's not how he said it. He goes, yeah, I do stage tricks. He did not say that. (laughs) And then then a white dove dove flies away. Throws down a smoke bomb. Pocket sand. (laughs) My eyes. No, but, you know, generally he was like, yeah, of course I do tricks. But sometimes there's something else going on. Like, sometimes there's some legitimacy to some of these tricks. Sometimes I'm predicting things from 
cold reading or for, I'm predicting things using cold reading that I've never been able to get. Yeah, the level of accuracy. Because he's doing like the crystal ball shit. I, I don't remember. Early 1900s seances yeah. and he's, he's getting physical medium shit. But yeah. like, like there are accounts of him um, like reading what's going on in somebody's life in a way that he himself said, I have no way to know this. Because most of the time, if you ask him, he'd say, yeah, I, I would pay people to go around the crowd early before and then like listen into their conversations and then they tell me the information, and then I'd pick them as the random volunteer, you know? It was actually the Dementors telling him all It the was the Dementors. <laughs> so I, I find that interesting that he, every once in a while he was like, yeah, sometimes sometimes I'm a little psychic, like, legitimately. I don't know what's he happening. He played himself. Yeah. <laughs> that is the perfect trick. Like, the some, yeah, magic. some of his predictions were really close. Some of them were trash. I mean, it's... I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's the shotgun effect. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's. I, I always talk about this when it's anything paranormal. For something paranormal to happen, there has to be the chance that it's fake. But is it paranormal? If that if makes it's magic? sense. Yeah, duh. Paranormal and magic. That's it's the same thing. Sleight of hand. No, no. I'm talking about the real shit that he's doing. Like oh. when he actually predicts something. I thought he was just like, I don't know how the fuck I did this. No, like, no, not what? sleight of hand shit. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was so no, like, confused. Like the predictions, like uh, having somebody come up on stage and he predicts <laughs> shit about their life. That's oh my why God. I was like, it's the ultimate trick. I was like, what the fuck is he talking You're... about? He's like, I honestly don't know. I, didn't I don't know my hand how up. that foreskin appeared I behind your ear. I don't know how that quarter came out of your asshole, but somehow I put it there. <laughs> yeah, so he... Actually, at this point, he was like, okay, there's something weird going on with this. I'm going to go work for some detectives. So he became a, a detective psychic that local police departments would hire. <laughs> and for a while, he would have to do him like pro bono. Like, eh, he didn't have a lot of publicity. But he actually caught a bank robber who worked for a mint. And basically, they, they would like ship the, the money to the bank. And then he would take the freshly minted bills. During, like, the handoff. Oh, okay, yeah. And he actually caught the dude. There's no way. How? How did he catch him? He has no idea how he caught him. What? He, inner voice said, it's this guy. No. You'll catch him in the act here, essentially. No yeah. way. Yeah. What Straight the fuck? Up. So he got famous from this within, like, the detective circles, and he basically was never, he, he was never, like, straight A, you know, 10 out of 10 gets every single case right. He But he did slightly better than the detectives normally did <laughs> so like hey you know that's better than nothing there's the ghosts helping him hey the you ghosts, know, there might be something going the on ghosts of christmas past exactly they can tell the past wait <laughs> i don't know but yeah it was he was at this point now because he he was not only big and famous for shows but now he's being famous for actually doing like shit in the real world psychologists started to like analyze him what the fuck and they were like okay we have to prove dude that this guy as a psychic detective is wrong imagine how fucking full of himself this guy is if if he were here in 2021 and he went from like being a carny to being a magician to fucking with aristocrats to then doing paranormal shit he would be the biggest douchebag on the well, planet he, he always did the paranormal stuff just 
at this point, it turned into something that he actually believed in, but rather you know, than it's always he, being a trip. He would totally start a fucking like ghost magic TV show, and you know he would. Oh my god, he yeah, would do he would. he would do David Blaine esque tricks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm while sure. reaching out, no, no. While Who's reaching the other out guy? to the people beyond, you go. I'm going to drown myself and speak to your mother in the afterlife. Then I'll be revived and tell you a secret about her. And he would be right, and he would just be like, "I fucking did it." Now you and, pay me, and we'd all hate him. We'd be like, "Fucked it," like Who, we do with fucking uh, Chris Angel. That's the guy. Everyone He's hates Chris Angel. The if, the edgy. If you like Chris Angel, you're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just totally hot take here yeah, on, on pressure points. It's not a hot take because everybody hates Chris Angel. <laughs> Like oh anyone that God. wears wannabe affliction shirts and <laughs> white stitched pants and does All right, magic Zach Braff. and does fucking magic in 2020, suck a like suck a fart, suck nerd. a fucking ass, dude. Oh yeah, my God, I I love this dude. He, yeah, basically a bunch of psychologists got together and were like, okay, we need to analyze this guy, see like you know make sure he's actually solving these cases, and <laughs> they discovered that. About half the time, a lot of the cases would be, oh, I I lost, there's an item missing, or an item was stolen, or something like that, and he would find it. And about half the time, it's because he stole it and hit it, and then found it. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> and then, this is what but, I mean, but man! But the other half of the time, he didn't do that, <laughs> or at least they didn't find any evidence of him doing that. it. <laughs> I yeah, love they this. didn't find evidence of him because he was doing it too well. Well, so I, I happen to know a lot about, not stage magic, but like street magic from like you would. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. You fucking would, too. Of course I would. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're such but a little, my little, my little like, magic man. It seems like there has to be that level of fraud in order for something legitimate oh, yeah. to happen. It's It's crazy. So that's why I love it. He was actually charged with fraud oh, in a fuck. small Czechoslovakian town. Hell yeah. But the, the way the case was set up, the prosecution would have to disprove all psychic phenomena <laughs> in order to win the case. <laughs> this guy, this, this guy is literally the luckiest just, motherfucker. he just walks up and says, yo, you guys have to disprove every, like the concept of beyond reality to press charges against me. Yeah. So of course he was acquitted. The biggest asshole on the planet. World's and biggest dude. This got him even more popular and more I know. famous because the same thing that happens today. People will read the headline and not the details. So they see last witch hunt of Europe. Uh, a magician acquitted. Psychic, you know, psychic phenomenon proven true. But they don't read and say, "Oh, it was literally just a she case filing." <laughs> And the prosecution in this small Czechoslovakian town has no idea what the fuck they're doing about psychic <laughs> phenomena in the courtroom. You have to disprove ghosts <laughs> yeah, to get exactly. this dude that was it. arrested. <laughs> that, that was exactly it. Oh, my oh, it's God. so good. The world's most dangerous man. <laughs> I was losing my shit <laughs> typing this up. Oh, my oh, God, dude. What the fuck? I love it. I love this type of shit. So, 
We should have turned this into like a 600-part series. I would happily talk about <sighs> Mad- Hitler's Magic Man, which we haven't even touched upon. Like The Hitler part. The Hitler part. This is why I said we had to do it as a All part right, yeah. two. This is, this is turning shit. into a two-parter. Okay. So we're already like 40 minutes in. So, so Homeboy, Homeboy did a glow-up. Like the most attractive magic career Okay, so continue. So okay. he he's getting away with with almost murder. Basically. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it past him that one of the <laughs> the bodies he found was put there by him. He he just would cut people in half and then get a different lower half to reconnect to somebody else and he goes, "They died, but I somehow got the ghost to bring them back to life." And you're like, "Who the fuck are you?" Like that's the kind of shit I would expect to see at this man's show. Yeah, this is great. Never trust a carny. That's something my father taught me. <laughs> that's something, that's the knowledge and that's that what I'm you, passing on to that's you. That's what you've learned just making the notes for this episode. And that's what the listener, you all out there right now, are listening to and learning. See, you get stuff from this podcast. Hey, careful. 90% of our listener base is carnies. Oh, shit. <laughs> Never trust. Redacted. Redacted. Yo, yo, yo. Don't ever trust yourselves. Trust no bitch. Yeah, trust no one, not even yourself. <laughs> Don't trust the man in the mirror. <laughs> so now now that that whole section was pre-Nazis. Pre-Nazis. This is current Nazis. Okay. So during this whole time period, he was getting in with the upper elite, the echelon, the, you know, the upper echelon of society, which generally supported the Nazi party. Well, yeah, because, I mean... They put him there. Yeah, essentially. Uh, nobody ever talks about, in the history and the rise of the Nazi Socialist Party, they view it as like a labor movement where it's just the people, the brown shirts, taking power. No. They were backed by bankers and aristocrats I mean, who were pissed at, off at the Weimar Republic. Fucking look at 2016 to 2020. <laughs> it's the same thing. You go, it's oh my God, he says what I was thinking. He He's going and helping the working man. No, he's not. Like, yeah. Of course he's not. He's lowering your ta- he's lowering your taxes during this time period and so he can kick him up them after later. he's out of there. Yeah, so fantastic work. Okay, so so the aristocrats are basically funding the Nazi party and someone is has, sleeping with their wives. Has their has their fake foreskin in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that joke will not get old. I love it. He slipped uh, it in there last second. Right as the door was closing. Sneaking Ooh. out from sleeping with Heinrich Himmler's wife. <laughs> he just slipped out. Foreskin got caught in the door. Heinrich Himmler grabbed it and said, You're in. I recognize this <laughs> fake foreskin. Somebody reach out to Jan. <laughs> so this next section... And next episode, we'll kind of talk about late 1920s and early 1930s, because so far this has all been, you know, from 1889 until about 1925, 1924-ish. Okay. So like, this is when his so career we're, takes we're off. we're hitting, like, like, Nazi party, I don't agree with the word I'm about to say, but glow up. Like, we're, yes. we're, we're hitting the Nazi party. Yeah, this is, and his. Yet. So he's, you know, he's hit the big time. He's gotten some fame. He's got name recognition. Okay. And because of that, he's, you know, he's on the mines. And I mean, he's he's in international newspapers. 
like Czechoslovakia is reporting about him. That like he's big in Germany, Vienna, he's sleeping Austria, with Henry VIII's wife somehow from the grave. <laughs> like he's As having a cold dead bitch. He's having eight sons with with Henry VIII's wives. Like it's this guy's big. He's this, hitting he, it big. He's, he's getting there. This is like. David Blaine in, like, 2002, where, like, he's big now, but he wasn't big, like, two months ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's that it's that time period. It's before, like, he's not a superstar, before but he he's on to, the trajectory. Before he tried to kill himself on national, local, public TV. Yeah. Did David Blaine try to kill himself on local Dude, David Blaine was, like, fucking drowning himself in boxes suspended over... No, no, but that like, was just a trick. ...poisonous spikes and was like, I will survive. And you're like... Will you? Like, yeah, he will, because it's a trick. I mean... Idiot. Yeah, but... Dumbass. It was just... You thought that was real magic yeah, yeah, the totally. whole time? But it's just like, he's he's making these bigger steps. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the big steps. It's... You, na- you know how much you can get away with. Yeah. So beginning in 1930, he moved his work exclusively to Berlin. So he's no longer traveling. He actually sets up, like, okay. a show. Like a magic show. Oh. A nightly back, show. Back to his grassroots. Oh, yeah. He he starts during the day psychic consulting whoever oh. whoever they want to. And he started a publishing company. So he started a magazine and a newspaper that was all occult-focused. Okay. He would do horoscopes. Oh, God, of course. And they, they, all, they, they all focused on astrology and, and the occult. Oh, God. So, yeah. Oh, Jesus. So during these first little bit, he started realizing he had, uh, this is my theory. He started realizing he had the power through the publishing and he started purposely changing the horoscopes to match certain leaders' birthdays. Essentially pointing people in a direction rather than predicting where they were in their lives, right? In No, specific people. He would say, oh, they're going to gain massive power in the next Six months. Ah, Certain people. Oh, okay. Whose name is Adolf. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. In 1932, he publicly predicted that Hitler would become chancellor and that chancellorcy, chancellorcy? I don't know. Chancellery? Whatever it is. Would eventually lead to a right-wing dictatorship. What? Wow. This guy is, this guy is a psychic. Give him a platform. Hey, at this time... Nobody actually knew that that's oh. what Hitler was going for. Yeah, they course. actually thought he was going to yeah. be like a chancellor with a parliament and like the full takeover wasn't going to happen. So he actually did. I mean, obviously, some Predicted political it, insight could really just reading a fucking newspaper. Yeah. One, one of the newspapers. No, no. So this was 1932. Right this is reading a newspaper and a very close friend. Ah. Potentially. I mean, he, he does have the connections, so it's fair. Yeah. So uh, after that. Adolf Hitler and ha- and Eric Jan Hannesen met at least two times that year alone. Okay. That's all we know. A in lot of their meetings, 1932. Two. Okay. A lot of their meetings obviously weren't publicized. Well, yeah. It's expected they met a lot more than that. It's because at the time, Adolf was still really concerned with his public appearance, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Yeah. That's why he killed off his best friend. Who was a gay Jewish man. God, no. I don't know if he was Jewish, but he was gay. Probably um, Jewish. So, allegedly, apparently, this is from a, a, a uh, 
biography. I think it was a, te- yeah, technically a biography called Adolf Hitler by John Toland or Toland. Apparently, according to his sources, they actually met in 1926 at the home of a wealthy socialite. Hitler and Jan. Hitler and, and Eric. Eric Jan. Hanneson. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So they. You said you were going to call him Jan. No, I said I was going to call him Hanneson. Oh. Yeah. I just get there. I know you're, you're fixated on like, Jan. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Which one is he? Hanneson. So they, they met at a wealthy socialite's house where he okay. was kind of performing a little bit. He was a guest. And <laughs> he's, I, he's growing back his force. Yeah. He's going anti-Jewish. Hitler was intrigued. So I've got a quote here. Wait, he can un-Jewish himself? <gasps> Pause. That would have prevented the Holocaust if only shared that sacred knowledge. That's what Hitler was hyper-focused on. That's why he was putting him in concentration camps is because he wanted to grow back their foreskin to un-Jewish people. You're right. Hitler did nothing wrong. You heard it. No, 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 no. I didn't say he oh. didn't do nothing wrong. Oh, I mean, I didn't, I didn't either. <laughs> Jeez, don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> no. <laughs> don't check behind your ear. Check under your tongue. Oh, my God. He put words in my mouth. Oh. How did that get there? A foreskin. <laughs> Jesus so the, the quote from the book is, Hanneson's first words were, if you are serious about entering politics, Herr Hitler, why don't you learn how to speak? These are his first words as like an infant child? To Adolf Hitler in 1926. <laughs> you idiot. A master of body language, Hanneson explained that Hitler was not taking advantage of movement to emphasize his words. In the next few years, um, so this guy claimed it was uh, somebody who was at the party. Um, they continued to meet briefly, and Hanneson not only taught him the tricks of elocution, but also advised him on the selection of his associates. So Elo- he basically elocution, said, "What is that? Like the gesticulating during talking and speeches and oh, controlling okay. a crowd and you know gaining yeah. that attention." He also said. Oh, you should be friends with this guy. Don't be friends with this guy. Uh, I heard from his wife that he's an asshole. Uh, I didn't sleep with her, though. But don't be friends with this guy. Be friends with this guy. You know, that kind of thing. Alakazam. He 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 advised him. into an asshole. Exactly. (laughs) Somehow. The magic. Um, So, you know, if that's true, which there's no really reason why it wouldn't be. It's just not something that can be proven. Yeah, so he's Besides just... I mean, it is a primary source. So he's sneaking in there and he's going, hey... Pointing Hitler in a direction that's going to he's saying one, you want to be in politics bring Hitler success, but and two power. pointing him in a direction that also keeps Eric Jan close and kind of follows alongside like that. an advisor role yeah yeah without without being public enough and making Hitler believe that it's his own decisions correct am I wrong yeah, essentially essentially okay. yeah yeah the sleight of brain trick I see yes. where he's going very good. So I, I actually found this is kind of an aside to, um, you know, the, the timeline that I've been going down. But there was a psychoanalytical profile made by the OSS, which was the U.S. basically what the it became the FBI and the CIA. OK. So it was before them during World War Two. They started the OSS. The anti-magic agency. Yes. The <laughs> the AMA. Oh, no. So in 1943, they, they created the psychoanalytical profile, and they actually mentioned Hanneson by name. Damn. They said that he had um, given Hitler training on the topics of public speaking and mass psychology 
in the early 1920s. So there's a chance. It was even earlier even than 1926. Earlier, like just post World War One, that he was in these circles. God damn. Yeah, that's turns, pretty interesting. It turns out that at two months old, Hitler, or at, at three months old, Hitler went to one of the Carney shows. <laughs> yes. And he was approached. Lifelong friends. He was approached by Eric, and Eric, his first words were, fuck the Jews. And that's. Fuck me. So I mean, the Jews. Really? Eric's responsible for all of For this. the Holocaust. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but Still ringing. There we go. So I I think that's really interesting that, you know, for me, something that I really like looking into is who influenced these large figures in history? Like, who was the advisor to Genghis Khan? Like, who? Oh, it, what books did crazy. Mao read? I've I've got a really cool episode I want to do on you should. Genghis Khan's, like, right-hand man. Let's call him Genghis Khan. <laughs> Genghis. Genghis. Genghis Khan. Genghis Khanis. But, yeah, I, I really find it interesting because a lot of people know the guy that I mentioned earlier. I forgot his name already. Who um, He was a gay guy, an openly gay guy, who was high up in the, in the Nazi party until Hitler basically killed him off. Like, a lot of people know Goebbels and, and um, Goring and all of these big names. But there were a lot of people who influenced him way earlier on who never got even interviewed about it. And I feel like like people kind of know it, um, but if you aren't really seeking it out, Hitler had a lot of fucking Jews working or, alongside oh, yeah. him during, during the Holocaust, during, during World War II. Basically yeah. up until the night of the Long Knives. And he After just, that, not many. But before that, like, like he was surrounded by them. He had a driver that was, wasn't it? I think he had, I think, yeah, I driver think he had and a really, friend. really trusted driver. Um, and yet, like, and, and his niece, who he got to pee on him. No, she wasn't Jewish. And his kidding. favorite super special magic man was Jewish. Yeah, like, it's it's. I I think I think it's really interesting to look at the people during the the learning phase that that uh, historical figures have around them. Yeah, and I mean, I I get exactly what you mean. To to talk about the people that influenced someone's ideas these fucked up political figures fucked up historical figures they got inspiration from something and like yeah i can say oh it was like we can sit here and say yeah hitler hated the political system and how the jews were in control and a lot of people at the time were blaming jewish people for their current situation but somebody helped plant that idea of going into politics well, yeah. in Adolf's brain. Honestly, and I know this is very off topic, and I feel like I've mentioned it before, but we've talked about it. Um, if you went back in time, as stupid as this sounds, you go back in time, you kill Adolf Hitler as an infant, whatever, This basically the same thing would happen. Because there was so much discourse at the time against Jewish people that one of those people was going to rise to power. I don't know necessarily that it would have led to a Holocaust. It probably wouldn't have been the in exact the same, way. same situation. Like, so the, the thing but with, I think the, you would have gotten in, with the Jewish the people as the target, the, the thing about that is it's the concept that you as a like somebody in power you need to have an enemy 
And it was basically, I mean, who the fuck even knows why Adolf Hitler chose Jews as the scapegoat? Because he could have done Romanis, which he also persecuted. He could have made the the you know the the face of the enemy homosexuality. He yeah. could have made it, uh, you know, Gentiles or he, all these things that he did send through the camps. But it was only really the Jews that were taking the major villainized. Brunt of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I I think really, you know, if that would have happened again if somebody did raise the power it wouldn't necessarily have been jews but it was just that I, was the choice that he made to make the common enemy someone would have been held oh, probably responsible by this corrupt person and i think we still would have seen something really big happen at the time because so many people rallied behind it and yeah he did have this very powerful spiteful way of approaching things he was a fucking dictator like he he was he rallied no, people power really was well that the communication the speeches he rallied he learned people well from but, this guy but i also feel like somebody else could have done a similar thing but we wouldn't be talking about eric yon right now so potentially it's it's interesting it's fucked up that oh, it's, yeah. that's the situation and the events that like transpired but crazy to say the least like we're really it, good at not being on topic i know it, it, it i mean we are kind of like mm. we're we're in the same time period this should be the wrap-up <laughs> i mean it could be uh now i got a little more but yeah I, I think that it's it's cool seeing that opposite side of history like not the opposite side but like the side you don't really ever learn about you don't learn yeah. about a fucking magic man that hitler went to in secret to get political advice yeah political advice and like body language yeah advice. and like what psychological five, five ten years before he really came into power yeah exactly like so many people influenced this guy like e even his i think it was i was reading about this i think it was his election into as chancellor was happened because um, there were some government officials in the Weimar Republic who were like, yeah, let's get him into the power because then you'll be able to get back into power soon. Yeah. Like, he'll be the fall People guy. People kind of used him as like People a were trying to use him. Expecting him to Expecting him to fail. The scapegoat. Yeah. And then he made them all the scapegoat. Yeah. So, like, everybody was just uh, plotting every which way. So, uh, on the next episode, less sidetrack... Less uh, sidetracking. Probably as much. No, I'm doing my preview. Oh, okay. Less sidetracking. More magic man. <laughs> I mean, we, we got a lot of magic man in the start. There's some more. I, I have some some more examples. Oh, I'm excited. Of his predictions. I'm pumped. I also have an example of a prediction that's not super accurate, but, you know, it's kind of hard to, to pin down the dates. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll cruise down a little bit. He was so wealthy from his shows that he bought a palace of the occult, as he called it. Ooh, I'm ready for this story um, behind this one. Ooh, don't give too much away. Let's see. Don't give too much away, AJ. Oh, no, I won't. Don't you worry. You gotta, you gotta arson? build the, the questions. Conspiracy? We got arson, conspiracies, and palisades. Uh, Left-wing politicians gunning him in the street? No, not really. That's That's not real. Um, a man named Wolf Heinrich Graf von Heldorf. Oh. Loan sharking. You're giving away the entire episode. <laughs> no, Stop no. it. 
No, there's so much more. Oh my gosh. Uh, right. Bible quotes? I'm excited. Just kidding, just one. But uh, you got the Patreon pulled up? Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, all right. Patreon.com forward slash points of pressure. Uh, we got sloppy seconds. We put them out every once in a while. Uh, message us, Instagram and Twitter at points yeah. of pressure. It's cheap. Thank you to Abby, AJ's third nut, Lindo, NSA isn't real, D's nuts, Not me. Nordic Thunder, Toddy Waddy Poopy Snotty. Change the name oh, back. I God. like it. He's switching it up, <laughs> keeping it fresh. Dark Runner, Haley, and Casey McFacey. You guys keep the lights on. We Thank you guys so it. much. Stick around next Monday for round two. Hitler's Magic Man Part Two. Fuck yeah. I already forgot AJ's, what the title was. AJ's first two parter. I, I don't I I convinced him to do it. I don't think it's true that it was It's definitely your first. I think I've done a two parter. No. This is your first. Uh, this might be my first two parter. We we popped your two part cherry. But if you didn't get so sidetracked, this would have been one episode. <laughs> no. This is why I, I was told you planning to do it. Because I knew I was gonna get sidetracked. It's magic. It is magic. So <laughs> what uh the fuck? So next week we're gonna start off with an analysis of the now you see me franchise yeah we're gonna watch both we're gonna watch end to the end. entire duology yeah and we'll have those that thing uh where what is yeah, that in a uh, clockwork orange yeah, clockwork orange we'll, yeah we're we'll prop our propping our eyes open and just scream. but seriously woody harrelson oh, i love that dude uh He's find so us great. on instagram I already did and that. twitter at points o pressure we appreciate it look forward to hearing you and we'll catch you fuckers next monday